Hi, I'm Ricardo Deacon. I'm Orla Martinez. And welcome to The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to take turns to pick a movie that the other person hasn't seen and then we meet to discuss it. You are listening to Dublin Digital Radio and welcome. Uh, this week's film was chosen by Orla. Yeah. Which is Mr. Turner from 2014, which we missed by quite a mile. Last, in the last episode, we what were like 2016, 2015, oh, 2017. Yeah. I yeah, I think it was the Christmas of 2014 I watched this. Directed by Mike Lee, produced by Georgina Lowe, written by Mike Lee, music by Gary Yershon, cinematography by Dick Pope, and edited by John Gregory, starring Timothy Spall, Dorothy Atkinson, Marion Bailey, Paul Jessen, Leslie Manville, and Martin Savage. Not a difficult name in sight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Orla. Uh, the synopsis is eccentric British painter J.M.W. Turner lives his last 25 years with, with gusto, secretly becoming involved with a seaside land lately, while his faithful housekeeper bears an unrequited love for him. Hmm. That's an interesting, interesting things to focus on, I think, in that little synopsis there. But. So, Orla, why did you pick this movie? Um... Well, I think uh, after we did uh, Patterson and we were talking a bit about like creative process and everything, um, I kind of wanted to, to return to that theme. And I thought about Patterson a, a good bit when I was watching this. Um, but I think uh, this film is also kind of interesting. It has a kind of dual theme of, of the artist in his last years and sort of picking a, a, a more, I think, an interesting part of his life, like kind of the last, as that says, the last 25 years of his life. Um I think it, it like this film has a like just wonderfully melancholy tone, and I think like despite the like I think it does hit sort of familiar familiar points of a biopic as it's the nature of biopics. We've talked about biopics before about how how do you tell a story of a person or how do you get the essence of someone without kind of hitting the familiar beats of their life? And because this is the end of his life, it's obviously dealing with like you know the ending of things, the deaths of his friends, his own death. But um, I think it manages to elevate itself from the standard biopic. I think biopics are something that uh, get a lot of stick for good reason. I think they're often very lazily done. But uh, I think this one, uh, it elevates itself because of its sort of, its honesty with its subject matter. And it's very, there's a lack of sentimentality. And I think like this is a Mike Lee film, so it's not, he was never going to make, he was never going to make a sentimental film. But uh, I think like this has an awful lot of his his particular um, his the kind of tone that he tends to strike. But um, obviously the performances I think performances not just Timothy Spall because this isn't just the kind of film where I think he is he is the best performance. But he's surrounded by some other really great performances, not least by the other the female characters and uh, and Finn, I think the guy who plays his dad as well is is marvelous. Um, and then just like the 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 visual style of this is is just incredible and i think we'll definitely have to talk about that um but yeah i I think this this film could have been you know when you think biopic and you think you know like historical like period piece about a very famous very british paint like very british painter i think the theme of 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 britain and and the the era of this and and how how precious Turner is to the British and how kind of in a lot of ways he was, you know, especially in his later career, how he was kind of unappreciated at the time and, you know, like an awful lot of artists. But um, I think it, it could have been like, it could have been like theatrical or, or just, you know, like a televisual 
you know, a BBC drama kind of thing. But I don't, I think this is a very, it's very cinematic, like, um, for a number of reasons. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I really, really like this. I think it, it's a good watch. It's, it's long, but I think it earns its length. Um, I, it takes its time with its, its subject and, uh, really, I think really kind of gathers the essence of who he was and not in a kind of a fawning, wasn't he so great way. And I think that's yeah. why it's interesting. So uh, yeah. What do you think? Well, uh, first of all, like I, I like Mike Lee. Yeah. But usually I like his movies that have the least amount of plot possible. Yeah. Uh, the ones that he goes and tries to, like, for a Mike Lee movie. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. he goes <laughs> and do a, like, Confidence show or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, my favorite film of his is Another Year, which is oh, uh, not... I've never mm, seen that. Oh, it's very, very good. And I think that it is because it is the the quintessential Mike Lee movie, but also the one that really does not give a shit about plot whatsoever. That is just vignettes of these this couple's life. Yeah. So going into it, I was already a bit uh, reticent, uh, going like, "Oh, this is gonna be a Mike Lee biopic," knowing that usually he doesn't deal as well as he does with other things Smaller when he deals stories. Yeah. yeah and as well like because his process is so much improvisational that he usually just goes in with a broad idea what the movie is gonna be and but then with the wor- actors workshop, workshops the living daylights out of it and yeah. in this case he's constrained by history and the actual turner mr yeah. turner um in saying that uh in the beginning of the movie, I thought, oh, no, it's going to be one of those not quite movies for me. The, uh, <laughs> you know, one that we haven't had in a while, in all fairness. I thought, oh, this is has all the bearings for one of those that I'm just going to be pissed off because of how much <laughs> I wanted to like it and nearly loved. But things kept going. But the thing is that all the missteps of the movie, most of the missteps happened in the first half hour yeah and then it finds its feet in a way i don't know if they shot it sequentially or not yeah but it almost feels like it is because it feels like they don't really know what they're going for even tonally it's all over the place even the depiction of turner is a little bit too cartoony in the beginning it's a little bit he's a little too gruff he's a little you know and they're they're, i think they they're they're, like one of his very very strong character traits being his 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 uh his kind of mutterings and his his little his little noises that he makes his little you know (sighs) you know but i think they they get to grips with that even as it goes along yeah the like you in the beginning i couldn't fucking understand what he was saying to begin (laughs) with uh we also had what I always like in a movie, which is the dumb British guy. Like, uh, the, and this guy, Ruskin? Yeah, this guy has like I a really weird like voice. I really like that actor. Uh, and even the portrayal of Hayden is kind of like, obviously, from the point of view of somebody that took Turner side in history kind of thing. Yeah. Because well, it's one of the, 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 the famous rivalries. And in this movie, it just portrays Turner well, yeah. uh, as the, oh, yeah, he's being completely reasonable. <laughs> Look at this other. Your like, debt is forgotten. <laughs> But um, and also we had the the moment that Timothy's Paul uh, turns into Tom Waits in this <laughs> movie. Uh, I was quite pleased to to listen to. Like it felt in that moment. That's the thing. That's why I was thinking also that it, if it was shot sequentially. Yeah. Because in the beginning, I actually feels uncomfortable for Timothy's Paul to speak in the gruff way that he's speaking. Yeah. Like it, it feels forced that it doesn't later on in the movie. 
as in you know um uh, the not I that i kind of know what you mean but it's hard to know if they if they did actually because i think yeah maybe i think part of it as well is that they're trying to kind of you know give you not tell you everything at the yeah. beginning so like that's what i was saying about like the length of this oh yeah it Lawrence, so, because it's 25 it, years as it well it gives it so much as well because it gives them the time to iron all that out and to really like to just develop all the different layers of that character that you can imagine if this was 90 minutes or even two hours it'd be like oh yeah yeah like i i do think that it warrants the two and a half hours yeah. but uh, my point is that yeah, the, yeah. the beginning instead of being a mystery it's a different character than it is it, it feels like the underdeveloped character that he becomes later on and really the 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 layers start peeling off when he goes to uh, the seaside town the first time yeah and that's like an hour into the movie. So you still have another half hour that you're like with this enigma of a person that you don't even know what his relationship is with the other Mr. Turner. You know, the yeah. if you're coming in blindly or like, are they brothers? Yeah, I kind of like, I like kind of that though, that it's... Yeah, but because he's looking after him. Yeah. All, all that. Yeah. And it's the way he says daddy as yeah. well. It almost sounds like Danny. Because yeah. the first time I watched this, I was like, did he say daddy? And then or... it's also like of that time that you have people that if you you were brought up as an orphan by your brother because like people died all the time. Yeah. So you 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 had this kind of weird relationship because as well the, the daddy doesn't for Victorian England that he doesn't look that much older than Timothy Spall, especially because Spall is performing the character of Turner is not somebody exactly agile in the beginning even uh, yeah so it's just uh you know are they both getting to old age together or yeah but like i found that interesting not as a defect even though it might sound that i'm saying that as an no, issue i know what you mean it is kind uh, of interesting and i think their dynamic is really interesting that and as well yeah. as the fact that he he does so much for him and it, what this movie reminded me of the most not in any shape or form what the film is <laughs> But in the level of feeling uh, is Paris, Texas. Oh. And <laughs> both by like the narrative that is the, the like I watched this. Uh, I fell asleep yesterday watching it about yeah. halfway stage. And I started watching it again th- from this morning. Yes, I was just wrecked. And I started watching from the beginning again today. And I started catching little things of emotions and stuff. Uh, and it reminded me the moment that it reminded me it was when they're talking about the slaver ships yeah uh, with mr booth when he's still alive oh i love mr booth and timothy spall nearly sheds a tear looking out to the ocean you know because he has this depth of feeling and that's the first moment that you realize and it's a very small moment that you can miss the first time that you watch it yeah and that reminded me of the scene in paris taxes in the when dean stockwell uh who's his brother yeah uh is talking to Hardin Stanton at the cafe after they just meet and Hardin Stanton is still silent. And he's just talking about like, oh, what did happen or whatever. And you just see a glint of a tear in Hardin Stanton's eye. Mm. It's nothing else. It's just like a little bit in the eye. Like the rest of the performance is the same. And that gave me the feeling. And then it reminded me also of that moment that you have an actor that you love, but who's always a character actor. Yeah. And that he gets the, the chance to 
to give that warmth, yeah. the warmth that was in Turner as well, but that you haven't yet. But also, it's the it's great to see somebody like Timothy Spall or Harrington doing a main, having the room to play a main character. Yeah, that usually they're secluded to the side. Kind of yeah, thing. that's a good point, actually. And he is oh, a very character actor, though. He, yeah. you know, it's, there's not many pe- there's not many char- like uh, directors or indeed parts that are he's always great in whatever he's in. Oh or, yeah, he's, yeah, like he's like uh, I remember the first thing that I remember <laughs> watching him in was in The Last Samurai. Yeah. Uh, and that was like years ago when I watched it He'll in the cinema. Kind of Wormtail to me. <laughs> yes. Like at moments, it was like this is very Harry Potter, <laughs> like with the hats and everything. Yeah. Uh, but also the other thing with Paris, Paris Texas, I saw it last week as well, so it kind of like straight away oh, it got in. I don't know if I watched that so soon after he died. It's but so also, you know the the just as a aside, the female lead from Locom Lucian. Yeah, she plays Dean Stockwell's uh, wife in Paris, Texas. I was like, she looks really familiar, and then I was like, that's. Uh, Hold Emily. on, which one from that home? Like the the main the the one that he ends up sleeping with, the daughter of the tailor. Really? Yeah, she's really? she's the 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 one that uh, explained the mom like it's oh my god her Dean Stanton's. Uh, oh, that's so weird. Sister-in-law that oh, is taking such care of the kids. Strange. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, this is way too many connections in one state. Oh my god. Considering so that Dean Stockwell is in the next movie that we're doing, <laughs> so like so it's strange. a weird uh, thing. But yeah, I I really liked it. Uh, I think that it's by far Dick. Pope's best shot movie and also Mike Lee's best work filmically. As, yeah. I was worried it's, it's, about I, that. It feels very complete, I think. But at the same time, there are moments that you notice because there are moments that are so good that you notice that it's not because they're shooting in great light that like especially the exteriors that there is so much focus on light. Yeah. There are other moments that you can tell that is the grade that is not the light and it's a very minor quibble yeah but since this is podcast that we speak <laughs> in depth about movies You're it's something that i quibble. wanted to 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 address no one ever told you you couldn't quibble but altogether like i thought that it was really good like little moments as well like of the like bad cgi like the steamer coming in and then yeah. it's just because it keeps cutting to it yeah and it takes you out you know it it, it has the very bbc kind of prestige little, drama little, yeah, uh, effect yeah. in moments yeah. considering that the production design otherwise is very good yeah but the by far the best thing about this movie is Market. the depiction of love that you don't see usually in movies yeah. you know it's funny that this actually strangely even though i think obviously like the relationships with this are quite problematic in different ways and because of him because of the time because of everything but it actually made me think a little bit of 45 years because yeah. i was thinking like this older relationship that you never see and like the you know their little moment of passion that you see like whenever he like kisses her and you're a bit kind of like whoa go and then she just like leads him into her room and it's like you know you don't see anything but it's just so it's it, it seems so like <gasps> you know because it's you never it's like the you know these people that are in, in the the final part of their lives yeah. you know although I think Mrs Booth is gonna be fine yeah. <laughs> I think she's gonna find another husband like the woman is the a three trooper. bees yes <laughs> I love that I love Mrs Booth so much she's such a great character. But um, she reminds me of uh, that actress that is in um, ah, what's the name of the show? The the one with the guy that played Doctor Who. All the names escape me at the moment. 
that is like David more, Tennant? yeah, the more their mystery. Oh my god, she is like Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Oh. Like the kind of performance yeah. and uh, empathy that yeah. she's able to give with looks and that kind of like awkward laughter yeah. and kind yeah. of like and she's constantly fussing because she's yeah. you know she's not quite comfortable or she's like yeah oh and even whenever she's like cleaning and oh god I like her her face is is fantastic and and it's uh, she truly is both by her her actual looks but by her performance as well that when. Timothy, when Turner says that she's a stupendously beautiful woman, like you don't think that that's a lie whatsoever. You, you believe know? him, yeah. yeah, and you believe her kind of, you know, uncomfortable, but also so warmed by the, co- you know, that it's, it's such a oh, I like it did make me think a little bit of um of uh uh the man uh the man the without a past yeah the man without a past um in in that like that they have just so many like really sweet little moments like even whenever he's singing like the dirty song to her and yeah. she's like laughing away you know because it comes out it comes out of nowhere you know it's like it's it's it kind of like, like he has a few moments of that where he's just suddenly very spry you know and like almost you know popping about like dancing you know and he's like this strange shape of a man and he's you know but um yeah it's just i i really really love the scenes in margate like and, and I love all the scenes in Mrs. Booth, but like, you know, just the first couple of like, even yeah. when he first goes there and like, you know, getting the room and, and her husband and like, yeah. how, like he's in it for what, two minutes? Like he doesn't impress. Oh just the fact that he stopped drinking because he's seen so much horrible stuff. Oh, and Jesus. you can tell as well uh, the, the love that she has for him yeah. as well. They're really like just from the, the tiny encounter that you see, you see their whole relationship. Yeah. And like the stoicism of the two of them and like her after he dies and how she's sad, but she will get on with it. And yeah, and I, I was surprised. I, I wasn't surprised at that because that's what well, yeah, uh, that's what people did. But the no, but the mainly represent- as in in the film is um, that Mike Nichols is what he's good at. What I was really surprised at the movie. Is, sorry, Mike. Lee? Yes. Mike uh, Nichols. The oh jeez, yeah. <laughs> Mike, Michael Shannon just passed out of nowhere. No, that's Jeff Nichols. Isn't oh it? Jesus, <laughs> getting everybody wrong today. Mike Nichols is somebody else, I think. Yeah, I think he. Oh jeez, uh. he directed a movie, probably. Show <laughs> notes. Uh, um, isn't it the Graduate Mike Nichols? Yes, that's Mike Nichols. Jeff Nichols is is, is Michael Shannon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Michael Shannon. He's in all his movies, so. In all his uh, movies, I think. Fuck off, Ringo. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> the it's my neighbor's cat. The other thing that uh, like the thing that I was surprised with is, is how good and funny is the politics within the arts world. Is. I th- I think there's I, loads of yeah. humor in this though. Just before we get into that, because I think that's hilarious. But um, just going back to their relationship, like that moment whenever the doctor comes in and he knows he's Mister Turner, and just Timothy Small's face like what. The- Fuck. did and, you tell him yeah and she's just like what no 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 you're like oh, no i didn't tell. oh it's just that little exchange of like their little intimacies of just you know they're oh it's like their little interactions and i just so fucking hilarious and the thing as well the doctor of like you need the three b's like it's oh it's what so was great. it broth balsam uh, balsam, balsam and- broth and uh 
bed, bed and, then and the to be provided by Booth. <laughs> I love her. But, the um, doctor is very like yeah. even when he's in the deathbed, it was like, wouldn't you go downstairs and have, have a, a, sherry. <laughs> a big glass of sherry and come back and reassess your statement? But um, it's like. But at the same time, it's like Victorian era. The, the only thing that it disappointed me is the, not the fact that the dad dies. Yeah. It's the fact that like as soon as he comes in, he's like creaky creaky knees. Victorian era. He's a goner. He's not <laughs> making it to the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also had a very dramatic like last <gasps> breaths. Austin <gasps> Turner, which I kind of enjoyed because yeah. I always like movie deaths and like those kind of movie deaths because they're just it's always so kind of like romantic and everything. But um, as well like if, if for Turner, you think that is is the Lincoln issue that I call it. <laughs> That it is uh, <laughs> his last words. No, it's that not only that you have to get the last words. Is that you getting the last word in um, in Lincoln? You have Sewell saying the the Seward saying the the line that he says after Lincoln died. That uh, in real life he said, "Now he belongs to the ages." Yeah. But that sounds really good on paper, and if but it's there in genuine, but it's impossible to sell. You can't. Yeah, like, you're like you can imagine in real life someone could just about get away with that, but there's just no acting in the world you know and it's yeah that's that's the thing of 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 biopics is or or just films based on true stories in general it's like there are some things that it's like you kind of have to get them in there but you know yeah it's it's that is the the struggle of of adapting someone else's life and how faithful do you stay and how is that going to be detrimental to what you, you know it's it's a you're walking a very fine line but um and uh, going back to like minor like to be clear i really like this movie <laughs> and like, then we're talking about the humor of the artwork because i yes. fucking love that so much and uh, the, the the little like going back to the visuals is the even though they're very very good they're a bit tad obvious you know making it look like a turner painting yeah it's just i think though it's it's, very... it's it's the it's the framing and the and the lighting mixed with the blocking i yeah. think the blocking is unreal oh yeah like in it, this like the it's... scenes that have uh, ensemble blocking yeah. that make it look like a painting yeah are, are genius but then there's incredible it's the same the like watch what great directors do when you have to shoot two people talking in the room because yeah. every movie has that you can't you be crazy about it yeah yeah and it becomes a lot less interesting at the those moments visually, and you kind of miss the the other moments. You know, striking the whole, wide shots and uh, not only that, the but vistas. It, even when he's in the rooms in his house, like presenting the, the paints and the, the 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 weird open, uh, because obviously there's no natural, uh, there's no light that you yeah. can switch on, so there's no roof in that room. There's just like a. Yeah. blue bottles <laughs> that's apparently like very very close to to truth that he had yeah. that exact room and he had little people as well that he like I oh yeah that. i was like that that was very psycho like <laughs> a little but he just about gets away with it because he kind of looks a little bit concerned then he like, kind of chuckles as he walks away <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like i care for what they think about me but at the same time i'm so headstrong that <laughs> fuck them yeah but like I, I go into the humor of the art world, <laughs> art world. Like oh my god, like it was fucking hilarious. Oh Jesus, it's so bitchy. Like, yeah. Oh my god, it's like Mean Girls that, in oh, the Victorian Jesus. era. Like that scene where he goes in and he 
fucks the red paint onto the painting like so violently and then comes along with this filthy nail and then they're all like oh it's a boy oh. and improves like, the painting yeah, that is amazing literally thing. it's so well done like i think there's a good bit of cgi involved in, in those in those like those little moments of him painting as well to like obviously <laughs> you know timothy small didn't you know yeah but, uh, weird way that he holds the fucking pencils yeah, when he yeah, is like yeah you don't see an awful lot of those sketches but um uh i think that 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 that's quite well done and uh there there are some and it's just it's the it's the violence of him yeah uh, of, of attacking the canvases that you really get from him and then and uh just the sheer like that thing of he can't not do it yeah you know that like literally you know, obviously it becomes more and more dramatic because he gets sicker and sicker and she's having to drag him away and he's like, yeah. but you know, like, yeah, it's like literally this last gasp. But even like earlier when like the, the stamina of the man, of, of you get an awful lot of his like daily routine where yeah. it's just he goes out every day, full to dress. Be, to be know? that fat, like you have to eat a lot of pig's heads. <laughs> yes, like, you do. <laughs> like the scene of them shaving the head. Whenever he like and he's like the red on the painting and the other guy's been there like delicately adding his little things you know and then he just storms off and they're all like, <gasps> like <laughs> it's very cool as well like how they show even like the masters kind of like the it's about to be in the exposition and they're still tinkering yeah. with the, the paintings and stuff yeah. and they they're never those, finished yeah, yeah. and also when the the prince or whatever prince albert comes in and <laughs> And Isn't Albert's son? I think so because it's Victoria's second son. I think. Oh, I don't know. I they're all they all have the same fucking name to me. So, <clears throat> Albert, Michael, whatever. George, James, uh, yeah. Edward. Uh, the uh, the when they go in and he, they're like, oh, Turner has surely lost the plot now. That he is losing his eyesight and so and he's gone beyond four <laughs> and it's like yeah th- nowadays that sounds like the biggest compliment <laughs> rather than yeah, it's i i enjoyed it though i i like kind of like the when you think of even just how they allude to the amount of time that would have been spent on these paintings not that like two not, years uh, yeah or... not that that doesn't still happen now but you know it's you think of how how much time and that's like you know the daily grind of of these the works and then that you you know that you then they're just put in the room with all the other ones like this presentation yeah and you just have to stand there while all your peers go around and judge the fuck out of them yeah you know and they're all the same they're all kind of like you know oh, oh hi Turner you know you know they're all shifty if not afraid and but but squabbling. in the beginning it seems very pally until you turn your well, back and yeah, they start yeah, bitching yeah, about yeah, it yeah. it like, feels what, like high school r- yeah what room am I in what's the name of the other room that they've the been? ante room <laughs> yes oh so great and also like even when they're in the in the counts or the lords uh um house you have mm-hmm. that really british upper class kind of scenario that you realize why turner is, has to be the way that he is because he's the son of a barber yeah and he had in a way you feel that's the 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 first moment that it peels away the mystery that it's like it's all a character almost as well yeah that he has to be this way he's always, to be able to yeah. earn the, the seat always at the table. He's been the, the, the outsider. And I think that they that's there from like the opening of the film where like yeah. the two women walk along and it's like this beautiful shot of following them and following and they just leave the frame and it's like, do Turner. 
yeah. just in the outside the outskirts of like you know everything all the time that you know he's in there but just as quick as that he will just be moved out because you know as his form doesn't you know like he takes on this whole he's lost all sense and this movie also so it, it makes me surprised that there hasn't been a good charles dickens biopic yeah because that's a good point it, like you can say like the other woman the the um, ray fines one it is kind of a biopic but like, yeah considering like even the end of his life or whatever there is a book that i'd recommend that is really interesting called drood about dickens because dickens is very much like turner like doing his walks and yeah like just going around and every, he had a life yeah let's say that i don't really know anything about dickens so the there's a book that is based on uh, the narrator of the book it's called drood uh is written by dan simmons yeah and uh it's narrated by wilkie collins who was the guy that invented the crime novel <laughs> who was friends with dickens and the thing is that like obviously he was like the the lesser friend uh, <laughs> on that deal uh, even though he was so more books than dickens at that time yeah that's funny actually sorry just moving on. that's the second thing that's made me think of uh, about time now the yeah. first one being that the guy who plays Rolskin is obviously the friend and about time i like yeah. that actor he's in other things as well where he plays a similar kind of dope always chap. with a funny voice but, uh, as yeah well. <laughs> i like that dude though he's very likable uh but also just that what is it that um that what he call him says um that Bill Nye says about Dickens, like, he's just like, you know, Dickens was just, you know, like, had such a sense of humor that, you know, like, he reads these, like, hilarious paragraphs. Yeah. That, yeah, you're right. Mundo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Mundo. Considering as well that, like, Turner gets one beforehand when Dickens is far more famous than Turner ever would be, you know? Yeah. I think this definitely, obviously, like, he's a very, it's a very, he's a very British painter yeah. and people know of him but he wouldn't have you know i i think that this definitely would have um it was an interesting choice really i think yeah. that to, to pick him because like you know for no no real reason you know like the, not that it's like a retrospective or whatever it's just kind of and it's not even that he has like a particularly interesting life either it's not really no yeah like it's and, just like oh you he had kind of like a secret affair but it, he's not even married at the time yes well, that was the other quibble that I had. The his daughters and the wife—they're cartoonish. They feel like the, the 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 villains in Sleeping Beauty. In yeah, but Disney. it's so funny. No, sorry, it's Cinderella. She—it's like the stepmom. Yeah, it kind of—I get what you mean because it's played for laughs when in reality, it's quite a serious knock on his character exactly it's so, kind of dismissed yeah when it would be far more interesting that if it was played okay they might be annoying and it gives you a reason for him not to have a relationship with them but yeah. at the same time he is a dickhead for doing that in yeah. a way I like think the... not abandoning the wife per per se because that's people fall out of love it's just that it was frowned upon at the time like if it happened nowadays that you were going out with somebody you get divorced yeah fine because he's paying his dues as well like she says oh i went to collect my pension or whatever yeah so is it there is slighted because he's no part of the daughter's lives i think the second scene is better when there's like the funeral thing but again that's kind of more because of him because you get him kind of breaking down afterwards like when the daughters died 
But yeah, I think, yeah, even then, the mo- it's, it's mostly the mother, really. Yeah. Like, because the daughter is, you know, she kind of hits at him, but she's much more subtle about it. The mother is just insane. No, so like, like the, the daughter is kind of just following the lead of the mom. The mom would say something and she'd yeah. be like the hype man in the crew kind yeah. of guy. Like, you bitch. Yeah, I don't know. Because she kind of made me think a bit of Mrs. Bennett, like in Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. And I'd never think of Mrs. Bennett as being cartoonish. It's just the performance. Yeah. It's not the, the yeah, writing. Yeah. It's, the, it's just so over the top. And it doesn't fit the rest of the movie because yeah. even the... No, you're right. You are right. I think it is the performance. Because you have like uh, the servant for... Uh, she's such a heartbreaking character. Oh my God, I know. Just the... Like, From as well, the beginning though. Just as soon as you see the rashes, like, yeah. oh no, it, poor woman. And yeah. the, the, the weird kind of like... Yeah. Ob- obviously, she has a lot of issues. Yeah, she's got a shake as well. Like she's yeah, like a hump on her yeah. back and um, her dead gr- dead 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 dead. Gr- dead gr- I can't even. Say. What's the like? W- would that be like typhus or like something? I don't know, cause they're like rashes, not not like they don't really look like lesions necessarily. Yeah. So it's but it's obviously still something that would be considered a blight or a con- contagious because you because see her it almost that looks she... like leprosy at the end yeah but it couldn't be though because she would have been yeah like and there wasn't that much leprosy no, at that, that time she would have been a yeah, yeah like, she would but... she would have been yeah but any of those disease even even at that time like she would have been you know a leper <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't i don't know but just uh, some sort of condition that you know, obviously there and was it's no so treatment sad how for it's small, but short, slowly but surely it keeps adding in as well. Like yeah. the, how she knows that she can't fill the shoes of daddy, like, but she's yeah. trying to do yeah. it. And then also the weird sexual relationship that she has yeah. with, with Turner is very strange. That sex scene is very, it's like the anti uh, yeah. atonement sex scene. Yes, it's in, it's. Awkward furniture Br- sex. It's brutally uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But like supposed to be. Yeah. But it's... at the same time, it, it, it is clear that it is mutual. As in they both oh, well, want to have sex her, at that moment. Yeah. Her. It's the way that. It's the beginning of that scene yeah. that that lessens that whole thing. Because they're, it's the, the their sort of body language. That yeah. she's close to him. And the... Where even at the end that she wants to kiss him and he yeah. just goes away. It, it, it's not... Uh, which I was worried for when he grabs her tit, like in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, because that's very, yeah. very early into it, and it's str- It's not. It's strange because it's mechanical, but she doesn't. You know, she doesn't kind of. It's shocking because she wasn't expecting it, but she doesn't. Yeah, she goes. Oh, the the, the yeah, this she moment kind of thing, uh, yeah, yeah, she doesn't look uncomfortable necessarily, but I suppose just that she. This has happened before, and she knows that she's never going to get from him what mrs booth gets yeah you know which is but at the end she's so disappointed when she realizes that there's a he's living with her because you can feel that she's like okay if he doesn't want anyone yeah that's okay but then it's like he just wants to be alone but no he's gone and made a life yeah with mrs Booth, and hid it from her and hid her from mrs booth i think it's a real strength to this film that um we're able to talk about the side characters and you know the supporting yeah. characters for as long as we are and even the fact that they are female characters i think is a real strength well they're it's a film very populated with interesting people like even yeah. 
it's the kind of film that you almost that drifts in and out of conversations and you wish to like stay a little yeah, bit more yeah, with a conversation yeah. like even like the the quick aside like when the scottish woman goes up to show the oh prison my God, and stuff I that, love scene. that scene because it's no connection to anything yeah but she's so great and you're oh the whole thing with the ma- like the the violet magnetizing it and oh, like, th- we don't know why like oh it's so great and then when the daddy goes oh you're uh you're a good art great artist by your own esteem and she's like oh no i wouldn't say that would you mr turner and he's like saying a compliment but it's like so snobbish that he goes she's a great watercolorist no, she's, she's a fine watercolorist to be sure yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah she's grand <laughs> she's not me <laughs> but then like they don't even show you what they were doing like the experiment because there was something like a needle well, I think it's the thing with the color and the light and the... the like, oh, yeah, to yeah. burn color into paper because they were saying that they had to move the easel as the light would move. Well, I don't know if it's to... No, but they're magnetizing the needle. That I think that's just the whole point of it. Yeah. It's nothing to do with the... It's just that you're... Yeah, I think that was the idea of it. I don't know. I was kind of... She's like, it doesn't work for the other colors. And I was like, what? <laughs> that's very confusing. Yes, Victorian science, and we still don't get it. And I love also, like, even the details of showing how you used to shop for, like, colors or whatever. Oh, There's, like, it comes mixing, all the way from Afghanistan. That, you know? Like, the process of the, of the, um, of the color mixing and the, oh, just all of that. I love that when he's there and he's mixing yeah. the yellow, and it's just intense. And then uh, when they mentioned the blue. I remembered why it comes from the Middle Claire East. Claire Gleason, Gleason friend from the podcast, yeah. when she was giving yeah. us the tour of the Rock of Cash. I've had that tour blue. twice now. <laughs> and it was great both times. That they have like the, the blue in the walls that mm. she explained to There's us. Where the, the, the... where the color blue, why it was so rare to see blue it in the so Middle expensive. Ages. And, but yeah. Thank you, Claire. Yeah. You made me feel smart before a movie tells me something. That's <laughs> always good when I you're love like when ahead that of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, the other thing that I uh, found interesting, even like the railway and everything, is like is the beginning of the yeah, industrial the, revolution. Is the last moment. It really fe- the change feels very palpable. I yeah. think change in all things, not just in like the art and the industry and everything. It's it's like that kind of weird thing. The precipice. Like I, I think I was speaking to you before, perhaps even the podcast about the idea of time traveling. Yeah. Did I speak to you about it? What do you mean? That before Victorian era, there was oh, an idea of no, a concept yeah. of time traveling yeah. because uh, the life of your great grandparents was pretty much the oh, same as yours. Is it because we were talking about J.G. Ballard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't we were talking. I don't think it was in the podcast. Though. Uh, the well for listeners that weren't oh, in that yeah. conversation Sorry. uh <laughs> that there's that there is a, a concept that the, the reason why time traveling as a concept didn't exist as in to go back in time there was to go forward in time yeah was because before <laughs> uh victorian age and hg uh, wells and such that the the lives of the hg wells not jg that the previous generations were their lives were pretty much the same. It was just perhaps fashion changed a bit and you had to survive a different plague mm. or something. As far back as an yeah. entire generation could remember, yeah, that was, there was nothing. Like, if yeah, you look same. at the history books about 15th century warfare and 11th century warfare, still castles, still yeah. armor, still kings, so still like centuries peasants, of centuries time. and centuries of time. Yeah. And then like 
when you think about the last 200 years, you have like the industrial revolution, then you have the invention of the of the self-combustion engine, and then you have the cheap invention, like the invention to make it cheap and affordable to people, mm. then radio, then electricity TV, and, yeah. electricity, and then like the internet and telephones, etc. that it just keeps moving. The way that we look back at our own childhoods, yeah. in our own lifetime, Even we go, did you imagine ago. that? Like, yeah, yeah. like, 15 years ago, there was no smartphones or anything. Yeah. Like, I remember being here, like, first year somebody years pulled ago, out a no smartphone. Yeah, like, but in a way, it's, like, the way the design, like, I do think at the same time, the accusation that is leveled to turn our couple times in this movie is like, oh, just another maritime painting, you know? Yeah. That, that's my issue that I always have with Turner as a painter is that, like, his most interesting paintings are... Hannibal going over the mountains, uh, yeah, and such so like when he started getting o- upset. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah, the you were like oh, you're pulling my leg. Nearly. I love that so much. She has like a, a, such a cool Scottish brogue as well oh, and she's everything. Such a cool lady. I totally forgot about her. She's so cool. Yeah, I even love like um, is it the the wife of the guy? You know, whenever they're with Ruskin and he's he's giving his big stupid speech, um. And uh, his mom they're is talking there, about yeah. gooseberries yeah it's his mom yeah and uh even even her little thing at the end where you know they're kind of like where they're like no no it needs the colder climate but you know it's like nothing is as good as your your pies you know and she's just like yeah you know like i just I, all the characters feel so lived in yeah and you know yeah, Ruskin. i love that line <laughs> i even my amaze myself with my with powers of <laughs> yeah Oh, so funny. He's like so, and as well, like it, it has such a dig at critics. Yeah. This movie does, <laughs> and I do. I understand why artists do it. Okay, like, uh, but at the same time, it's such an easy target that it's uh, especially yeah. when they have no answer. In this case is like otherwise, it's just like fomenting the uh, the penalty that you're. Uh, uh, pointing out to them that if yeah. an artist makes this and goes critics are shit and then like a critic goes oh i didn't like that uh, it's kind of yeah you're kind of not seeing art for what it is you're just thinking of yourself as yeah. a critic like i mean there's some very famous examples of filmmakers after yeah. you they know they've made a shit movie and they're, yeah. they they automatically turn around and go fuck the critics the critics know nothing you know like they're not engaged with normal people etc and all but the difference there is that it, it cre- is that it's fairly few times our knowledge that the place where critics are is that it separates art from having to be purely financial because critics is what gives art yeah. worth beyond finance and if you're it's an industry no matter you're doing if you're doing it as a livelihood like these guys are yeah you need that separation that even like you need a critic to validate you so even if you didn't sell all your paintings somebody might know about you to go and get the painting because yeah. no punter can see all That's the, the thing painters is that they're, they're gonna put up with ruskin yeah no matter what because he was so prolific and, yeah you know I, I, mean, I don't know anything about him as a as what he was actually like if he was that no, it's the kind of you know, movie that you want to makes you want to know more about the characters, but at the same time you want to leave it alone and leave yeah. them. Leave I kind of just like uh, Timothy Spall yeah. as you know, like oh god, his face as it goes on, the more and more expressive he becomes. Like it's when he starts laughing, oh, the, the first smile when the uh, daddy cracks a joke that he smiles for the first time, it is like a really 
powerful powerful moment and like very earthy and like he has earthy is a good word he has a a very uh like but at the same time like when you think about mrs booth it just sad like it's a very sad movie when you like when he breaks down crying the 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 first time i felt uncomfortable because it is not movie crying nope it is kind of like uh, i'm gonna snot all over the place yeah. kind of crying and then he's trying to hold it together after drinking too much in the oh. dinner and like the the pudding is falling away he's like trying to like <laughs> make it not look like it fell away with his fingers but he's like a klutzy fucker oh. yeah. yeah that's the thing is he's such a he's such a brute but you know, like, and he's there was in his tiny little notebook doing what these little drawings. You know, it's the delicacy and and the aggression and the, like, um, just to to talk a bit of the about briefly about the um, how sad this movie is. Um, the the soundtrack is is incredible. Yeah, like really haunting and it's yeah. I I forgot to look up who actually did the soundtrack, but it's it's just yeah. I don't think it's on that. Gary Yeshon. Oh, yeah. I, I think he might be someone he's worked with before, but um, oh, just really, really, I want to listen to it outside of the film. Yeah. Like it's that, it's that good, um, and really, really suits the film as well. Like just, yeah. Like even okay. the beginning, like very harsh, like it violas is and it is harsh. There's a lot and... of harsh sounds in it, and it it really it carries it. It sort of ties the whole thing together in this, yeah. this sort of wave of of sadness but then you have like mrs booth three times a widow uh, but yeah. then you have the thing that she smiles at the end instead it's like yeah is that she found true love three times yeah. and most people don't once in their she's life she's a lucky woman like she's yeah. you know she had a very long life yeah you know when you think of like how old she must be now which is old for that time yeah you know that well, surely like 30 yeah. was old. Uh, yeah that's it like <laughs> by 18 you were middle age had two kids like at a mortgage of, there's a lot of old people in this uh but uh yeah but then again it's like a mike lee movie <laughs> yeah that is true that is true um do you have any final things before we go to film like uh, it was th- that sadness and also like the the, the sadness on the the last shot of the the servant oh, going the room, around cleaning yeah, yeah. but it like even the deterioration of the house and everything when he stops giving yeah. a shit about the house, it, it or starts. Or he's just know. not there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the only other minor quibble that I have in this movie is just that it never addresses why he changed to just do maritime, like paintings, and mm. not. And it's before he goes to what, uh, what's the name of the seaside Margate. Town? It's before he goes to Margate that he's already doing that, you know. It's not that he fell in love with the seaside because of Mrs. Yeah. Booth, etc. Like, he goes to Margate because of yeah. his obsession with maritime paintings. And just because it's such a big period of him as a painter, like, of his work. Mm. And also that is addressed so many times in this movie and criticized. Yeah. That it's not even left as a mystery of, like giving you like a little bit of a clue that you have to fill in for yourself is completely ignored you know and even the fact that it doesn't show you that much of the seaside either like of what you're painting yeah, and where the beauty good, it is etc point actually and other bio- good biopics obviously about music if you like the one the go-to at the moment obviously is love and mercy yeah 
that it gives you the idea why he did not how or exactly it's not like one of those shitty movies that is like fucking john lennon walking by like no, the cemetery no, no, and going no. like oh well, i'm gonna make is, a song about this it's very hard to explain how where brian wilson got any of that from because, yeah but it, but it gets yeah. you from like as a character how somebody can get to the stage of doing that because yeah, of his yeah. dad his life yeah. his mental state that it of juggling everything and like how like recording that fucked him up as a person as well because he was like juggling so many things and being unstable and being on drugs and like competing against the beat or being afraid or whatever that this movie doesn't address the artistic side as well as the personal side and obviously the they usually is the opposite way that it's done that people just do like even walk the line or something that you understand how the music his music changed as a character without ever mm. touching going like now he has to write a happy tune because of this you know yeah it's just feels natural within the character and that's a good point i wouldn't have thought of that yeah and it's like it's my it's just because it gave me uh, i wanted a little bit more just because i was so interested on the character and his work because of the movie even yeah. more that i was like i just want a little in even if it was just him sitting looking at the ways and that's it like forever, like a big shot, like a big scene that is just, I'm going to go to the place that I love that is the sea because he keeps going on these massive trips to go and see the sea. Yeah. But you see like an arrow shot of him in the beach, but you don't see what he's seeing. You see him in the cliffs, but you don't see what he's seeing. I think it's on purpose, but at the same time... Yeah, but you you wanted... um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, What's your favorite thing about the movie? Uh, Yeah, I I think my favorite thing is... I think probably the scenes in Margate, because just the the every part of the, like those little moments is is the truest part of this film. I think, yeah. and it's it's the thing that is hardest to achieve. I think, because I mean, you could talk about the visuals and which are obviously incredible, and you know they're obviously really great elements of this, but like being able to just create incredibly real relationships yeah. in in very small gestures and small moments and it, it's a very hard thing to do and i think either it's just done and i just i love everything about the house and the the little town and it's just oh it's it's marvelous sad tinged and yeah what about you i think it's timothy paul's performance yeah. considering as well that it turn, won me over that i wasn't very happy with it in the beginning yeah. of the movie both times that i watched it it wasn't like the i watched it the first time expecting something else because i had seen like uh, uh like at award seasons i always watch well, like the trailer or whatever uh, more that i uh watch like the hollywood reporters round tables and such that oh, are like really those, interesting yeah. that it, you get They're all the actors and really going, interesting yeah because they get really good people even like when fucking like mel gibson is on it like <laughs> people are say interesting things like around yeah <laughs> Pre- pretending to like the movie as well like compared <laughs> to it like the beaver no, like it was the Hawksaw Ridge movie, oh, which yeah. is not bad, but at the same time, it's like. Is not... that the one with Anthony Perkins in it? Yes. Um, <laughs> well, like, I, I really liked his Sorry, performance. Andrew Garfield looks like. Uh, Anthony Perkins, yeah. yes. He he is the offspring of the devil and Anthony Perkins. You just hate him because he got Emily. Uh, sh- uh, that's a secret. Uh, and my heart belongs to another. Uh, 
And the thing is that uh, I think that also um, it's interesting how everybody else plays off Timothy Spall. It's like one of those great performances that he literally carries the movie. Yeah. That he sets the tone and it's a very actor-led movie. Even yeah. though we spoke so much about the visuals is that if the performance is not good in this movie, oh, it, it might have... as well, there is yeah. no, no point of making yeah. the movie whatsoever. Uh, yeah, that was uh, my my favorite thing in the movie. Uh, what was your least favorite thing? Um, hmm. I don't know. Probably in thinking about it now, I think you are right about the 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 mother, the other you know the the mother and the daughter. Even though it is entertaining, it's not. It just doesn't sit right within yeah. the film, you know. I, it, you know, I don't think it's terrible, but it, it could have been better, I think. And yes, yeah, so it was a little, it was a little disappointing, but it's, it is still quite. And some, she gets some fantastic lines yeah. though; they're just not very well delivered. Um, but uh, even like her, if you see like the her dressing and everything, she looks very cartoonish, while everybody else seems very. Uh, like even the hair, let's say that'll be even more cartoony than the the woman playing the piano when Timothy Spall starts singing. She's like correcting him singing, but it's quite cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, I like that scene. Her hair looks like uh, one of the stepsisters in Cinderella. Yeah. But the the way the 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 ex wife or the mother of the daughters or whatever carries herself is very Disney stepmom villain kind yeah. of. Like you just expect like fucking the furniture to start talking to like a princess there like after she leaves <laughs> Cinderella's in the corner like yeah, sweeping yeah. up the ashes Angela's ashes um uh we, uh, did you say what was your least favorite no I didn't say okay what was your least because favorite because you don't give a shit that's true uh my least favorite thing I think like even though I quibbled about all of those things I think that the, my least favorite thing would be just Perhaps that the movie is too short, uh, even on yeah. two and a half hours. Per- perhaps because it doesn't feel like it's been uh, a s- span of twenty five years. Perhaps it's part of the makeup as well that like they don't age Timothy Spall Sp- as he's going along. Like he looks the same as he does in the beginning. The only no, like I think true the, passage. I think the hair is quite well done. Yeah, but it's very like his face, has, especially with somebody with a heart condition. Like yeah, it, that's it, true. You yeah. age very quickly when your heart. Has, he lived quite a long time as well after mm. the the heart condition when he got diagnosed yeah, with it. Like sheer stubbornness. Yeah. Like. <laughs> 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 you're not dragging me back yeah and also like oh, have you been exerting yourself <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to become a non-entity <laughs> Madame. I sort of start saying brook your eye <laughs> but so I good. oh yes like all the the comebacks in this are just <gasps> hilarious it's um Jesus I wish I could talk like that like it's just but at the same time it's uh, it, it's lines that are interesting because you see the character in other situations but it's just language to hide feelings yeah which is very british yes. and funny the but formality the of time, it yes. like the formality of it even for common people yeah. you know of how they but you can see how he overuses the english language that even people go oh yeah. that's a good word for it because he <laughs> feels like he has to overcompensate yeah. oh yeah that's a yeah if i thought that whatever you were saying about him um being on the outskirts of the society that he's like sort of a part of but not really that 
it's just some of the most ridiculous words that he comes out with but they're so they're they're amazing but they're unnecessary I, oh let me peruse you i, I love lo- i don't know why often people say for can i peruse like the can room? i peruse the room? he oh. says it like three yeah. times oh, in the space of five seconds yeah, like oh constantly it's like oh uh, what's the price can i peruse <laughs> okay when he gets to the room like she's like i even i haven't said my terms yet <laughs> he's like already putting everything away yeah yeah like, i love that where she's kind of like oh wait, 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 wait uh. i'll bring you a glass of water no a tiny bottle <laughs> <laughs> she's so mystified he's like oh you're still doing your little paintings it's like oh yeah you're your literal illustrations she calls it but afterwards it's uh, because at that time he's like playing the mr wallaby mr. or whatever mallard, yeah. yeah i love that at one point that she says um she says mr mallard turner booth or something yeah. she gives him like the full list of like to her that's his whole identity because it's all the different ways that she's known him um or even when he's like leaving and they give the little kisses and stuff yeah or like i love even the detail is like how far have you come from chelsea <laughs> it's like they're like in hyde park it's like oh i had to go down the thames the entire world is yeah, in the thames your beloved thames yeah i love that and she's like you know i know this is what we're gonna do but it's like they're sitting in bed you yeah. know, and she's sort of sitting up and she said like her under things or whatever and she's just like i think we should get a house you know not too far from town right you know and she sits at her turn she's like i will buy the lease i can sell this house like so and you also have the the kind of return that it, it that it's very small line when uh his dad starts talking about his mom and on oh, his deathbed and <laughs> Turner is like, Oh fucking bitches, like don't respect disrespect your mom and that he's like, Oh, she was a bitch <laughs> They start laughing. So funny. Yeah. Oh. And then he starts Jeez, laughing and then he goes <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, he's just like, seen her face now. People die, <laughs> people die in this movie, like five-year-old people. Like when you're like doing yeah, a yeah, play yeah. Bang, in school. Bang, yeah, yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I've never seen someone die. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like to be fair, in a way you do draw a last breath. Yeah. So... Yeah, but like if you have like pulmonary ulcers or whatever, like they, yeah. they both have like lung conditions. It's not hardly they're like <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fucking lung can't expand that the much anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it took too much, too big of a breath. <laughs> like I know that if I have that and they're like fucking oh yeah, don't exert yourself too much or you'll die. I'll just fucking make a pun, laugh on my own pun and die. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> like two minutes yeah. later, literally. <laughs> We give you six months to live. Yeah. We'll be like, oh, it's better than three. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll just be like laughing at your own tweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, break my phone. <laughs> like, they have like a blinking system, Must like in the. Tweet. <laughs> yeah. Typing well the butterfly. Yeah. From my cold, dead hands. Oh, yeah, um, it's like. American for American foreign policy can be run through Twitter. <laughs> so can my freaking pun empire. Pumpire. Anyways, uh Pumpire Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, that note, um do you have any final uh I know, like, I, I think it was a good pick. I actually was going to pick a Mike Lee movie for my non next pick, but for the one after. I was going to pick Happy Go Lucky. I don't know if you've oh, seen it. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Um, but obviously now it has to wait. 
Yeah, well, you can wait a while. I mean, I'm happy enough to return to Mike Lee in the future because I think he is obviously like there's he is an interesting filmmaker. Um, yeah, so that was uh, Mr. Turner. Uh, where can they find us, Ricardo? They can find us on Twitter at the Rec Game, the Recommendation Game on Facebook, the Recommendation Game at gmail.com. We're also in the Dublin Digital Radio Mix Cloud. You can support. Uh, independent radio uh, by supporting it to Patreon, Patreon, or whatever the fuck you want to pronounce uh, it. Also, uh, happy Dublin birthday! Digital. Happy birthday, Dublin, Dublin Digital, Digital Radio! radio. Woo. <laughs> happy birthday! No, uh, no, we can't. We can't afford the copyright for the happy no, birthday song. Also, you're not allowed to sing, remember? Oh uh, yes, I forgot. <laughs> More importantly, not even in my musical episodes anymore. Uh, next week's fellow is Ricardo's pick. What yes. are you picking? William Freakins to live and die in LA. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well. <laughs> Until next time, Ricardo. I car chase you later. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, well, I was Orna Penis. I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Okay.